On this episode of AV Week, we look at women in AV, the power of ceiling mics, and the global reach of AV. All that and more, next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 550, recorded Friday, March 4th, 2022. Take over the world. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, Bren Walker, uh, American, but, but by way of Canada. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing just fine, thank you. And I will, I, I will amend that by saying I'm actually dual. Dual, oh, there we go. And, yes, and, and as that scale keeps sliding, I become more and more Canadian every year I live in Salt Spring. Go ahead. There, there are other reasons for that as well, as well which we won't get into. Uh, Mr. M- Mr. McGinnis, uh, Brock McGinnis, we'll, we'll, we'll keep with, with Canada there. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm very well, and, and I am not dual. I am just solely Canadian. Uh, well, the other two solely Canadians, uh, Bradford Ben, uh, technically lives in, in Florida, but he's not a Florida person, I guess, is the, best, is the nicest way to say that. <laughs> He's not a Florida man. I'm not a Florida That's man. That's what I was trying I, to get I, at. Yes. Yes, I have a. I will make Florida jokes, but some of you know, Mom always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Uh, Florida makes enough jokes. Uh, now, Tim, I just have an important question for you. Do yeah. you still think you have control of this show, or should I just run with it no, now? No, absolutely not. No, go ahead and go so. I want to start off since this is going to post next week and next week on. On Tuesday will be March 8th, International Women's Day, which is something is. we can all agree with. Avixa is doing some things for it. But more importantly, this story from Commercial Integrator talks about how uh, SnapOne is going to be holding an online uh, Women in Technology Summit, spotlighting some of the women in technology, as well as improve the way that women can get involved. Now, this has been uh, across the board effort throughout the industry. I've been involved in it. Brock's been involved with it. Obviously, Bren's involved with it. Tim's involved with it. All the cool people are. Uh, so, But with that, I kind of want to get your take on it, Bren, of what do you think about this summit? Do you think it will help expand the, the impact that women have in technology and show people there are more options? Um, well, any visibility is always great. Uh, I didn't find out about the summit until hearing about it from Tim. So that might say something um, because I don't know how well it was publicized to the women of Avixa. Um, I I think that we we are at the point where we have to not just address women in tech. Women are in tech. Women have been in tech for, you know, years, right? Hidden figures. If you haven't seen that movie, go see it. The issue I really see is women in leadership in tech and what happens that women fall out of the field 
and don't make it to positions of leadership or stay in the field generally. And to me, this is something that cannot be solved by a, a panel discussion with just women because women aren't the driving factors for that happening. Um, in general, as a person who can qualify as a lot of other, I tend to not self-segregate, meaning that I don't seek out the women, the women's group, the person of colors group, whatever. I seek to be on the main stage with everyone else because that's the place where other women need to see me to know that they can go beyond an entry-level position or that they can return after they've had their child, that they're not going to confront that, you know, um, the thing that happens with women in tech and in other fields where the minute you are pregnant, people assume that your career is over and that you are, you're off the track, right? So for women to see me in forums that are not just about women is, I think, one of the most important things. And for men to be having the forum is even more important because generally there's um, there is a man in the position who in the position of leadership historically that has made it difficult for women to break through past a certain level so i i want to follow up on that i agree with your point of it should not be a special event placed over here and i'll come back and touch on that in a minute but i want to reach out to brock and highlight something that Bren said of this hasn't been well publicized. Uh, do you find that, Brock, or do you think that's one of the challenges facing wider acceptance and involvement of a wider base? And do you think this is, you know, I know that you know quite a few women in AV, so I'd be interested in hearing what it's like north of the border and how they felt this was promoted or not promoted. Um, I, I think it's probably more about the visibility of that vendor. Uh, Snap AV has, uh, has not really been all that prominent, from my perspective anyway, um, at the Avixa level, much more so at the Cedia level, yep. uh, where, their, uh, uh, you know, where their products are, are very well known. I, um, I, I'm not going to criticize them, though, Bradford, for anything because um, I think this initiative is fantastic. And one of the things that it did teach me in, in reading through the, uh, the list of presenters and speakers is um, the high proportion of women in leadership at SNAP. And I don't know if this is a difference between the, the residential world and the commercial world, um, but oh my gosh, uh, you know, the... It, it, it seems that most of the senior people uh, at SNAP are female, and I think that's fantastic. I, I, I think it's wonderful. I think the initiative is great. Um, I like the fact that, uh, that they're doing it in a you know, uh, heartfelt, sincere way to, to promote um, uh, women in leadership and women in technology, not to promote SNAP. Um, and, uh, uh, and and I think that, you know, any initiative really comes back down to um, our own doorsteps. Are, you know, are we going to do, we, am I as a person going to do something um, that I think will better uh, the world, better the industry, um, and am I going to do 
do something about it. And the SNAP folks have gone out and done something about it. And, uh, you know, God bless them. And I agree with you, Brock, and appreciate that. And I do want to point out a couple little things that I saw. Yes, Tim in theory is the host and I'm a guest, so I'm going to pontificate. You, 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 know, you, you don't have to agree with everybody. No, that, I'm not going not the... to. Wait, okay, all right. Well, you agree with both of them. I'm, I'm being a saying. polite host. I learned it from you. Have no spine and be polite. Go ahead. <laughs> I think Avixa dropped the ball on promoting this. Uh, other than a couple of tweets and LinkedIn, that was it. And when I went to the website, there was no information about it. And I had to reach out to people, which luckily I, I did, and I got the information. I'm planning something for next week uh, to hit that. Uh, I also think that one of the, the challenges is this forum. And as Bren said, the she wants a seat at the main stage, and I agree, everyone should be on the main forum. And this week I had to invoke the Bradford Ben policy of I do not appear on a panel of nothing but old white men. Uh, and you can ask Tim what my first question was about this panel when I got invited, and I said, okay, so I know you have the elder statesman, you've got the irrepressible, irascible industry icon, you got the 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 bears backer. Who else do we have here that's gonna be that's gonna increase this diversity? And he obviously answered Bren. I said, Okay, I'm in it. Now previously this week I did the it's an hour before the show. No one was there. And I did not show up, as I warned them, and the hosts were gracious enough. But that, to me, is one of the things that we, as an industry, need to do. I do it because I think it's the right thing to do. I'm not virtue signaling. This is just me. Those of you who know me know I'm a misanthrope, but I also believe in doing the right thing. And the way I can do it is exactly as we said. I'm going to make sure that people... Don't just have a seat at the table. They're invited to the table and they are past a fine adult beverage of their choosing. And to me, I think that's <laughs> that's one of the things that I see as a little missing as Bren was talking about on some of this is there's all this talk about it and Snap has a high percentage of women. But I want to see a high percentage of women and people of color in August, in October, every month that has an R in it, let's go with. Just, I think that's the bigger challenge. June, May, July, and August do not have R's. I had to think about that for a second. Well, if I could jump in though, Tim, one thing that, one thing that Bradford said that is important is his own individual personal action, right? And it's about whatever power you have. If you believe that, that, Forums should be more diverse because diverse teams perform better. Bottom line is better. We, have, we know everything about why it's better when you have a diverse team. And if you really believe it, then you put your money where your mouth is. I just uh, am in the process of executing a contract that has a non-discrimination clause in it. And the other side of that, of that, the other party in that contract, if they discriminate against me or anyone else, I can immediately terminate. And this is something that I fought for and that I would say that other people in positions of power can fight for that. We don't have to leave it to state-run agencies or government organizations to be the only ones holding people to account for non-discrimination. 
Yeah. We can all do it on an individual basis. So uh, as, as we wrap this up, uh, I will give a shout out to, to Ifat Chaudhry um, over in the UK. She started a podcast, uh, uh, kind of continued the AV jam, but, but is making it her own. Um, and it's called What If? Um, a little play on, on her, her name. And the very first, uh, I was on an episode, uh, not this past Wednesday, but Wednesday before last, uh, 100%, a bunch of old white guys, right? It's what it was. Um, you know, uh, Brock was there with me. And, and one of the things that, not that he's old, definitely white, but not that he's old. Um, one of the things that I, I said in there is that you have to make those personal choices. I, I relate a story of growing up uh, in, in, in a family that has uh, southern roots and there were certain phrases that, that I, was, I, was, I grew up around. And again, not that this was o o overtly racist, but it was, it was a, a, a term that uh, probably about a year or so ago, um, it was somebody used it on, on a news program. The person that they were on with was a person of color and they took offense to that and they explained why. Well, I just kind of eliminated it from my, not that I used it a lot, but it was, it was one of those things that you learn as you grow. Again, Bradford said, this is a personal choice. I'm not virtue signaling and saying anything. This is my personal choice and the things that I can do. So. All righty. Can we go on to the next story now, Bradford? Sure. Let's uh, move on to some new Audix microphones that they've come out with. Uh, they've come out with a new aimable shotgun, as they're calling it, mini ceiling mic, for mainly for video conferencing and teleconferencing. Uh, it does have a Dante option as well. It covers about 150 square feet. So I want to switch things up a little bit. Uh, so Tim, as a member of CTI, Conference Technologies Inc. was the original name. You kind of mm -hmm. specialize in this market. How do you see this product? I, 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 it's not where I was going with, with the story, but I, I, can, I can go there. Okay, where were you planning on going? And I will follow you. The it was it was more the idea of of there seems to be a um a a race to eliminate the microphone and the um the proximity to the as as Chuck um as Spinoza would say at the 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 mouth hole right um, everything that I've learned from acoustics and from sound and from AV the closer you are to the microphone the better it is right. That just that's the overall experience, and so whether that is sure or clear or, or, or um, clear one, a clear one, yeah, clear one. Um, Sennheiser, this one from Audix, folks are trying to get microphones away from where they belong, which is right in front of the mouth hole, and I want to know why, right? What 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 is it that's driving this? Aesthetics. Is that what it is? I think it's purely aesthetics. And then I and I also think that it is to give people the sense in a situation like this, you know, you're you're if you see the technology somehow for some people that presents an artificial kind of barrier to the connection. Right. And if if you are in a, a classroom and no one can see the microphones, but you and you're a remote participant, mm -hmm. not seeing the microphones doesn't it means you're not reminded that you're not there and how close is the how much closer is the experience to you if you can't see it also i think that architects 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 that that mic looks like it was driven like designed for architects it's low profile 
<clears throat> um, uh, Maddie Daly, who's the senior consultant on my team, which, by the way, four people on my team, three women, so we might be the only majority uh, women, female design team in working in the consulting world of performing arts, at least that I know of. And she pointed out that, one, she liked the fact that it had the LED light, and we both had the same question about the swivel. Is it manual? Right? So if, and, if you're trying, and if you're trying to achieve this experience of contactlessness and making the technology less a part of the picture, then that swivel can't be manual, right? Like it's, it's got to be a part, it's got to be automated somehow. So, so those are my two I, I'm going to jump in a little bit here while no one's surprised. Uh, to me, the swivel is a huge thing. And it has to be automated. And to be honest, I'd put some gaffer's tape on it and tape it to the bottom of a pan tilt zoom camera and poof, you see who's talking. Uh, but the the two other reasons I think that microphones off table are becoming more important to people is it lets them rearrange the furniture. No core drilling, mm -hmm. no stuff like that. So from an overall facility impact it's easier the other thing is having worked for a manufacturer many years ago that made very small table microphones for the the market that were almost flush with the surface notebooks and paper and put stuff people pushing stuff out of the way was a bigger problem and going to choir overhead microphones hanging down solved that issue and made the table a table to people, not a huge surface. So I think that approach does have merit from a completely separate view. To Bren's point of it needs to be aimable, yes, I'm actually surprised it wasn't after reading it. Uh, but like I said, I'd put a pan tilt zoom camera with it and call it done because that's the way so many things yeah, work. But Bradford, it's uh, it's different horses for different courses. So they, um, Audix has come out with a product that is specifically designed to point at a lectern. This is a single purpose device. It's not for the whole room. It's a shotgun. It is focused on a place and it covers the audio that is being produced in that place really, really well. Um, and if you want to cover a much broader area with something that would require motorization or you want to uh, cover 10 seats, well, maybe you need 10 of these devices. And the, I mean, the, the biggest advantage is it's inexpensive. Um, you know, you're spending thousands of dollars for uh, an MXA 910 or a TCC2. Um, and uh, this thing is probably a couple of hundred bucks. Um, it takes a, uh, takes a single channel on a DSP or, or, uh, you know, one of a gazillion on your Dante network. Um, you put it up there, it covers, uh, it covers somebody in a house of worship. It covers somebody in a low budget classroom, uh, where, uh, uh where, uh, listening needs to be reinforced. Um, and, uh, and you're done with it. It's a, it's a great little tool. Um, well, it is not. It is not everything for everyone, and it is certainly not an MXA nine ten competitor. Well, Brock, I, I I I hear your point on the on the price and the use case. I will say that the graphic I saw had that mic aimed at the at the room, 
and not at one speaker. Correct. And and it was and it was you know the the idea that it's covering 150 feet of range. You're going to put two of those in a classroom, and all of a sudden you're going to have a Socratic dialogue. <clears throat> That's what was su suggested by the image to me. Agreed. Well, and 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 the the good news, Bryn, is that. Um, is that's why there are technology consultants and designers as opposed to marketing people uh, that are are uh, uh, designing systems. It uh, and and I'm sure that there is someone that works at that manufacturer that is equally as horrified as you are, because it, it, you can't. Um, I mean, the, the worst thing that we as technologists can do for our clients is give them unrealistic expectations of what they can accomplish with a either a low value solution or a fixed solution. I had the pleasure this morning of sitting with the CIO and two directors, both female incidentally, um, of a major global consulting firm talking about their divisible combinable conference rooms and the fact that they are very unhappy um, with uh, the microphone sound reinforcement in, in one of their locations in Canada, um, th that, uh, that these ceiling mics somehow can't pick up normal conversation from 125 people. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the integrator failed the client in creating expectations or somebody within the organization, because there's multiple levels of technical people before you get up to the CIO. And, and so uh, they had asked my advice on how to uh, better treat these divisible combinable rooms. Uh, and, and my ad advice was, well, you've got two different kinds of, of use cases when they're single rooms with 24 people acting as a you know video boardroom treat them that way and when they're combined to a 125 person bowling alley um uh, <laughs> you need you need to treat it a very different way and and um, and so um i've always liked audix products i always thought that they were very good at, at what they did um and uh and I hope that their marketing uh, is as, uh, you know, can be as uh, solid as the performance of their products, because that little sucker, it is not going to do a classroom. <laughs> Don't confuse the issue with the facts. It's not like you put a space shuttle on a product that's called Apollo. There you go. <laughs> but that's, you know, but that's part of tech's problem, right, yeah. is... The marketing says one thing, and then the reality is another. Hardware, software—it's that's part of our part of our problem. And, and you certainly get into it uh, even more so when you start in when private equity is involved, owning a company, and suddenly that roadmap of all the things you were supposed to get when you signed up for a service or a piece of gear is no longer going to happen. Startling. So, I, I just want to know why everybody is blaming marketing and not salespeople right now. I, that's what I want to know. Because sales why? just takes the order. Marketing is the one. No, no, no. Sale, no, sales is 100%. You, it can do this. It can do that. It can slice well, and dice. And... Marketing has to give them a message. Marketing writes the script for the Baffalum with bull and then sales actually takes that script and riffs. Yep. All right. Brent is 100% right. 
Last story, Bradford. Last story is about AVISPL and its plot to take over the world. Uh, and I'm not going to use just AVISPL. We're going to talk in the general scheme about international business and how the markets are expanding. Uh, this story, which comes to us from a AV Magazine, uh, AVISPL to acquire AV Integrator by the name of Sonics in Ireland. Uh, it's supposed to close by the time this posts. Uh, yep. And so it's a letter of intent. Uh, but to me, the big thing is, yes, we can talk about mergers and acquisitions, and that's been happening for a while, but I want to look at how this impacts the international market and potential growth streams for the market. So to that end, let's start with Bren, because she's already shaking her head, and Brock is trying to figure out how to politely say there's something zinging, zingingly stinging towards me. <laughs> well, I think the um, I think that there's uh, the global a, a global mindset is the only way we're going to take over the world, and and I have my personal uh, goal is for AV to take over the world and to stop playing like the little kid on the block next to quote unquote tech companies. So um, I love it from that standpoint. We all know what happens when mergers happen. There's fallout, there's things that are going to be not great for some folks, and that's an unfortunate consequence of capitalism and, and mergers and acquisitions. But developing more of a global mindset, whether we like it or not, we're all citizens of the world. Any, if any one of us thinks that what's happening in Ukraine and Russia is not a, going to impact your life in some way, it absolutely is. Yep. And, and I think... We, if we're moving as an industry to a more global mindset and a less provincial and parochial one, that's a good thing. Um, I, in a lot of ways, I, I feel like some of my experiences in AV, people have been so locked to the physical device that is a part of what they are installing or specifying that it regionalizes their mindset in, one, in some ways or localizes them to, I'm doing a physical project at this place. But the reality of it is most of the devices that we put in now are no longer restricted to that physical place and they give people the power to interact in a more global way. So our thinking should reflect that. So Mr. McGinnis, you are the international representative here at the moment, although Bren is a dual citizen uh, and Tim is from St. Louis, which is kind of its own thing. Uh, but. I want to get your your take on this as someone who is not located in the United States and seeing how this is impacting the globalization of commerce and AV. Um, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because um, I think that global integrators have grown up to service global clients. And... Uh, you know, we, we are just plumbers, right? We're digital plumbers um, who, <clears throat> who've gone from being on-premise uh, to anywhere uh, because once upon a time, our signal was carried by copper and now it's everywhere. So um, so the, the globalization of, of uh, AVISPL and of Diversified and coming the other direction of Kinley and the, um, uh, you know, the, the um, association or alliance that is the the global presence folks uh, they're they're all there because they've got clients on four continents 
um, <clears throat> and and they need to be able to service them consistently, <clears throat> and that's great. the The part of the story that I liked the best about uh, AVISPL taking over Sonics is that uh, they each said they had worked with each other. AVISPL had had it it would appear had engaged Sonic to take care of their clients in Ireland because Sonics had the had the best infrastructure there. Well, that's perfect. That's not a that that's not a traditional um, you know kind of predatory. Uh, let's move into Ukraine acquisition. Um, that is a uh, you know that's two partners who decided that they would each be better formalizing an arrangement that they already had uh, had going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think it's great. I, I think that, you know, there are still a lot of global entities uh, that are headquartered in Ireland uh, because of the tax laws that grew up there at one point uh, to to uh, encourage that. Um, and I'm sure that uh, that AVI needs, uh, uh, you know, better feet on the street there. So it's um, uh, nothing negative at all uh, uh, about it. Uh, about it. Okay, Brad. so I want to ask Tim a question, and thank you. I kind of ag I do agree with you, but I, Tim, as the VP of marketing for a large technology company as well, uh, I am curious if you see this as a reaction to COVID and the quarantine and lockout situations, or if this is being driven the other way of let's expand so the example being if you're avispl can you put someone on a plane to go to the uk to go to ireland to f address an issue or is it now five weeks out of pocket with all the quarantine rules well i, I don't think that you make an acquisition um like this because of something temporary and, and i am optimistic enough to say that COVID is temporary even though we have been dealing with it for two years. So I think it's more str more strategic. Now, as Brock said, they've already worked together. So that may, that may have come from COVID, right? Where not being able to send somebody over or like you said, being out for, for, for five, six weeks uh, certainly uh, would lend itself to that. But that's also kind of what, you know, whether you're, you're SPL or you're diversified or it's the Global Alliance or it's, it's PSNI, Brock and, and, and Brenna Wright, we are, we are growing up globally here and being able to um, service our clients, whether they are in, you know, Des Moines or Dubai is incredibly important. Uh, and I think that we're going to see more and more of these, um, more of these acquisitions and more of these growths because, you know, regardless of where our, our clients are headquartered, if they're our client, right, and we give them the warm fuzzies for whatever reason, then they're going to start taking us with us even more or to start taking us with them. Yeah, if I can add add something to that, you know, as a foreigner, um, everybody likes to be dealt with by their local people. Um, it, it's just, it, it's human nature. Uh, if you're an Irish person in Ireland, you don't want to be serviced out of the UK and you sure as heck don't want to be serviced out of the U.S. It's not Bradford about putting somebody on a plane for day-to-day -day business. They want to be serviced locally, as you know, as do Canadian customers uh, in Canada. And 
And in the U.S., it's it's why people have, you know, 28 offices and 16 offices and 31 offices is that, um, uh, you know, we are plumbers, but we work on on site. We it's very difficult to support somebody in AV who's a thousand miles away. Um, the uh, we you know, sometimes you just have to go down and uh, and fix something on a job site. And so, you know, you can use a subcontractor for that, uh, a proxy. Um, but, uh, you know, when when my wife makes a dinner date with me, she wants me to show up, not a proxy. Uh, and uh, and and it's important. And on that note, uh, I would like to thank you all three for coming and for Bra for Bradford for giving me the day off. Um, Bren, Bren Walker, how do people connect with you? Uh, you can find me, Brenda J. Walker, on LinkedIn or bwalker at kirkegaard.com. All right, very good. Mr. McGinnis, how do people connect with you? Uh, I'm Brock McGinnis uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm happy to uh, pretty much talk about anything, anytime, because it's fun meeting with people. Isn't it? It is. And we missed you last week at, at, at BLC. So. I'm just uh, would have loved to have been there. I'm not doing much traveling yet. We'll we'll get there. We'll get you there. One of, one of my favorite uh, memories is is Brock and and Brock holding court as it were outside around the mm -hmm. fire pit. So, uh, Mr. Ben, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people connect with you? Uh, it was my pleasure to be here. Uh, you can find me as the chief advisist at advisist.com. Uh, you can find me at Bradford Ben at advisist at bradfordben.com. Lampooning Tim on the Twitters. Uh, pretty much, if you can't find me, you haven't looked. That's accurate. And don't. Bradford Ben with two ends. Two ends. And whatever you do, don't follow Tim on the Twitters. Uh, all he's going to do is complain about the Bears, even though they're not playing right now, which is pretty much. I'm not sure the Bears played at all this year or last year. Not really. <laughs> Which is why they got a new head coach and a new GM. Yeah, so. I like how Hope Springs Eternal. <laughs> I, I will add that AV and the AM got me back to Twitter. I gave up on Twitter a long time ago because I once worked on social media apps, which is why I know to stay away from them. Um, but if you, and I don't really plan on doing much there except on Sundays, but I'm Bren Walker AV on Twitter if you want to. You should 100% so. follow her. Uh, um, and AV in the AM is a wonderful dialogue just yes. because it brings so many different kind of voices uh, uh, to the table around every topic. And I, uh, I was really sorry to have missed this past week's because the topic was great. Um, and sometimes you just, you know, you have other things to do on Sundays, but uh, right. it's, uh, totally. it, uh, it's a good forum for sure. And, and, and if we can just close by saying whenever it is that all of us are in the same place, I uh, invite each of you gentlemen to pick your sport, and I promise you I'll beat you at it. You decide. Oh, wait up. Mental sport or physical? Because I'm fat and out oh, of shape. Either one. I got 50 bucks on Brent. I'm just, I don't care what it is. I got 50 bucks on Brent. Okay, we're going to the Smithsonian and looking at planes. Domino, <laughs> basketball, you pick it. Soccer, whatever. Okay. Pick it. He didn't do that when he was talking. Anyhow, so so yeah, as as Brad said, Bradford said, don't follow me, but go by the website avianation.tv. Avianation.tv. I will actually. Uh, this is a little bit of my travel log. If you're going to Enterprise Connect, you'll get to see Bradford Ben in person because he's going to hang out with me because it's in Orlando. Butter cake will be there. Yes, uh, Houston. Uh, that's where I'll be. I'm also headed down to NAB 
and then ISE, and from there, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I I think I still have you know I think I, I don't I think my keys to my house still work. I'm not sure yet. Uh, so yeah, you can check all that out and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for li listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>